The Lord be with you. <clears throat> A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I go away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced, because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. So it's in this line that the Lord reveals to us the motivation and the intention by which he moves forward towards his passion, right? It is for the manifestation of love, and particularly not earthly love, but divine love, that the world may know that I love the Father. We are brought into a knowledge through the passion of the love that the Father has for the Son and that the Son has for the Father. And that love is what has just been promised to the disciples by the Lord immediately previous to this in chapter 14. The love is the person of the Holy Spirit, a divine person, a love of perfection that has been entrusted and promised to the disciples. And a consequence of love, true love, deep love, divine love, is peace. Consequence of love is peace. And so immediately after the promise of the Holy Spirit, the Lord says to his disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. We also at Mass offer the sign of peace, and we pray for that peace immediately after we have had the consecration. And the Lord has been made present, and divine love is present to us again, personified in Christ, in God, who is present in our midst and his presence also gives peace because he is love. And so the Lord says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Some of the church fathers, they interpret this as the two stages of peace for us. The one is the peace that the Lord can give us in this life, but which may still be disturbed. And the other is the peace of eternity, which is promised to us when that interior peace that we have from the love of God becomes fixed as we step out of this life into eternity with God. And this peace, as we've said before, peace, a good description of peace is the enjoyment or the tranquility of order. When things are ordered, there is a peace to them. When there is a disturbance, the peace is disturbed. And so the peace that the Lord promises us here, as he says, is not as the world gives, but it is as he gives. The world can only construct temporary and exterior peace. 
in certain circumstances at certain times. But there is always the risk and the probability of disturbance of that peace. And yet the Lord promises a different peace, a peace that can abide despite what happens exteriorly and what changes in our exterior circumstances. It's a peace that is interior, it's in the heart. And it comes from a knowledge and the reality of love, of being loved and knowing that we are loved. And this can completely transform us. This peace is what we see manifest in the person of St. Paul. I love St. Paul. I love reading through the Acts of the Apostles and looking at this great uh, early um, kind of propagator of the faith, this evangelist, this apostle sent forth from God. In the dialogues, I'm sure I've mentioned, in the dialogue of St. Catherine of Siena, even the Heavenly Father, whenever he speaks of St. Paul, it's always with great love. My mighty Paul, he calls him. My mighty standard-bearer Paul, this one of great love. He had experienced love, and you can see that he lives in a complete peace despite his exterior circumstances. We read in the first reading today about when he was stoned, one of several times when St. Paul was stoned. And if you think about what that actually means, right? The stoning was a stoning unto death. It was a punishment for certain types of sin as they were uh, interpreted. And so they would have only left him thinking that he was dead. So if you can imagine that type of suffering, being stoned to the point where everyone around you thinks that you are dead. And yet, when he stands up again, he doesn't immediately run away. You can imagine the experience that he has had. He was a persecutor of the church, and he knows what God can do with persecutors because he was one of them. He knows what the love of God can do to transform a heart that persecutes and that uses violence because his own was changed by the love of God. And it is in this knowledge of this love that he goes back into the town goes back to the same people who have persecuted and stoned him because the love of God motivates and drives him. The love of God fills him with an interior peace that is not disturbed despite what happens exteriorly. And with this promise of peace, as we move back to the gospel, the Lord says, let not your hearts be troubled and neither let them be afraid. One of the interpretations says, that the troubling of heart comes from sorrow and sadness, and the fear obviously comes from fear. And sadness is when the good that we love is taken away from us. And so the Lord has said, he gave the cause for the sadness of the disciples. He says, because I said to you, I go away. Therefore, they're sad. And they're afraid as well because of the other goods that might be taken from them. But the consolation that is given to them is the promise that the Lord gives immediately after that. I will come to you. And he will come in his second judgment, but he comes to us daily at the Mass, at the consecration, in Holy Communion. His presence is our peace. His presence is what brings our souls to peace. The Eucharist, the greatest gift of God because it is the gift of God himself. And it is from this presence that we receive that peace and that love 
that surpass all earthly understanding, that allow us to live that life of close intimacy with Christ in a life that is unafraid of what might happen in this life because we have our eyes fixed on eternity. Amen.